This call is Hello friends, Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo coming to you for a Sunday night, August 1st edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. We're coming to you, I don't know, about nine o'clock in the evening. It's been kind of an eventful few days. Josh and I last talked to you guys late Friday night. Uh, Josh was kind enough to do a podcast with me because um, I forgot what day it was and it ended up being Friday, which is really neat. Um, and, and you know, Saturday, we had a really kind of a, a an interesting day, both in real life and in, in MAV stuff. For those of you who haven't been or tangentially following along, uh, there was a fundraiser out at uh, the pub McKinney for Jonathan Charks. Uh, we at MAV's Moneyball kind of just kicked off a GoFundMe just as a as on a whim and and we've raised north of fifty thousand dollars for John, which I think is really neat. That GoFundMe is still active if you would like to contribute. I know every I think John was really kind of overwhelmed with the amount of support and with what's going on in his life. It's pretty scary and it's also, you know, comforting, I think, you know, there's a lot of people thinking of him. Um on the Mavericks front, we had what do we have? Like there was like all sorts of weird news. Um because because you know, Josh Richardson was traded Friday night. That's what precipitated our our call. And then Saturday, what happened, Josh? Help me. <laughs> uh, are you talking about like free uh, the the trade stuff? The trade. Yeah. The, but who? So the Mavericks then traded uh, Boston for. Um, we the, talked who, about it in our last podcast, but we didn't. But I think what we didn't get was I think at the time it was traded for nothing, mm-hmm. and then Saturday we learned he was traded for Moses Brown, the young yes. center. Yes, yes. So Moses Brown is a sort of project center that got a whole bunch of time last year with the the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, it's it's really hard to say what he is at this point because it he was preposterously bad his rookie year with Portland, like so bad. My friend Sean Hyken, uh, he might not like me name dropping him, but whatever. Um, was just apparently just one of the worst basketball players Sean had ever seen, and you know he played a lot with. Um, with Oklahoma had some really big number stats games. Kind of hard to say what he is, but he's huge. Like he's seven two. He's twenty one years old, and he's on a really really team friendly deal. So super bouncy, like bouncy. really high level athlete. He's not he's not a seven two stiff, which uh, is saying something. Right. Um, because you know, and 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 it's been just kind of a. I don't know. It's it's been a it's been a fun day uh, or a fun couple of days in that you know it, free agency just gets everybody up in their feelings and I think you and I <laughs> because we're so kind of bitchy about everything the rest of the time I feel a little more level when it comes to this stuff and I don't even know where to begin with where we are right now. I mean, do you want to kind of recap like some of the last few things we've heard over the last, I don't know, 24 hours? I guess the high level summary is all of the, your favorite free agents are not interested in the Dallas Mavericks. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All of them. All of them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, obviously the big one is that Kyle Lowry is pretty much done deal uh, sign and trade with Miami. Waj just dropped a report not that long ago where he hilariously worded it as if uh, he was trying to avoid getting fined. Like uh, when the ESPN said, don't spoil uh, draft picks. And he would, so instead of actually tweeting, here's who's going to get drafted, he would be like, uh, the Pelicans are focusing on Zion Williamson or something. I just don't understand how this works. (laughs) I I, I don't understand how it's not tampering. If, If it's this much out there, 
I mean, this is what got the Bogdanovich deal uh, canceled for the Bucks last year. I think apparently the biggest difference is the Bogdanovich deal with the Bucks had hard numbers. Like that was a the the report included like the exact length and, and amount of the contract, and that's what I'm seeing some people online say. Like that's probably mm. what forced the NBA to like somewhat, you know, because I mean tampering happens. All- with pretty much every transaction so apparently that was like the thing where the nba was like okay we can't turn a blind eye to it because it was that egregious uh so waj hasn't reported the contract details and he just made it sound like it's uh uh, it's a priority for the miami heat to complete a sign and trade with kyle lowry but so um that's that was the big news i think of the day because that's Basically, you know, the Mavericks have not been – they've been connected to a lot of players, but in terms of their offseason strategy, uh, going, you know, fading Kawhi and getting out of that sweepstakes, realizing he's going to re-sign with L.A., and then focusing on Lowry was kind of all all we got, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, At least in terms of like a massively expensive guy. Right. I mean, and there's been rumors like the Mavericks are linked to every free agent because they have cap space and they're – you know, every an agent wouldn't be doing their job if they didn't link their free agent to Dallas. Right. Uh, it's just smart. But in terms of like plan, you know, like like what is their plan? I feel like, you know, the pivot to Lowry and retaining Hardaway has been the only concrete thing we've been able to grasp at. Everything else is just, you know, whispers and silence. Well, and and Jake Fisher, who and I'm gonna, I can't wait to tease him about this in person. I know Jake Bleacher Report. He's worked Sports Illustrated. He's written a book. He's he's a he's he's a younger guy. Really, pro, uh, he's been on every possible green room and like Twitter spaces available in the last several weeks, like like or at least like week or so. And it's really been a lot for his profile. And and we remember Mavs fans can remember back to or I don't know, it was either before or after. Um, the all-star break when certain like basically the Mavericks team officials tried to blow him up saying he wasn't remotely connected to the Mavs and was like making (laughs) stuff up. And then he's, since he's been on, like he's been doing stuff with Mark Stein and, and like, like Jake knows what he's talking about. I mean, I, I do think he might talk a little too much about things that he's heard from single sourced, but I mean, that's just the way the game is played now. Like there's no, there's no drawbacks to being wrong in the, in the free agency stuff. No one remembers that sort of thing, but you know, he, he said something earlier today about how the Mavericks are no longer prioritizing Tim Hardaway jr. And at this point, we're all just kind of stuck here wondering, well, who are they prioritizing? Because, you know, Mark Stein said, that they're going to bring back Boban Marjanovic, which is hilarious in and of itself, just because he's a good locker room guy. Then a couple people noted that the Mavericks are going to opt, are going to go ahead and, and take Willie Cauley Stein's team option. It's an affordable $4 million deal. So if we're going through the roster just right now, like as it stands, there's Moses Brown as center, Chris Tapps Porzingis as center, Willie Cauley Stein as center, <laughs> Boban Marjanovic as center, Dwight Powell as center, Maxi Kleba as center. Like these guys are centers. Yes, you know, Powell and Maxi can also play small four, but that's six guys. So there's a lot of rumblings and really just flat out hope that the Mavericks are going to be able to do something with like the Willie Cauley Stein deal, like that there's a trade that they're hoping, you know, that they have the salary to be able to make these sorts of things happen starting tomorrow night. But I just, I mean, I don't, I'm not being negative like normal. I, I, I just don't know what they do. I mean, unless there's like, like some real G's move in silence type activity going on right now, 
I, I see I see very little for the Mavericks in terms of anything marquee. And instead, I see these options that that you and I have been interested in for a while. Like, I like Alex Caruso. Our fans don't like him because they don't watch basketball past the Mavericks. Like, sorry, guys. Like, I, anybody that tells me that Alex Caruso is not a functional NBA basketball player didn't watch him win an NBA championship with LeBron. He's good. Um, he was very crucial to that team. He was a major, he was a rotation player for a finals team. He would, and he would be a rotation player for the Mavericks. Now, does he knock your socks off? Of course not. I understand that. But you know, this is, this is the kind of deals that I thought the Mavericks should be pivoting like towards all along sort of, you know, go, if you have 30 million in cap space, go spend 10 or 12 million on three guys each and make each one of those guys a rotation level player there's you know stop swinging for the fences and hit some singles you know yep exactly we've been you know i've been pleading that i don't i don't know if i need to repeat myself but yeah i've been wanting them to go after the b and c level free agents forever and and stop the you know stop the star chasing um i think the one thing that i'm interested in because i mean there's been some mild talk about Caruso linked to the mavericks but not a lot um, Mainly by me. I'm literally yeah. <laughs> like just being an idiot into the void. And a lot of people that I've talked with think the idea works because if he can play with LeBron as a massive, as a big ball handler and be a secondary guy, also like, he is an incredible defender. Like yes. that's really where I lock on to him as the defense. Like if we want to make Chris Stapp's Porzingis look good, let's get some actual perimeter defenders. Yes, exactly. And another person that can leak out and be an athlete on the break to give Luca some targets because let's be real, not the Mavericks just don't have a lot of high flyers uh, on their roster. And when you have a guy as talented as Luca, you kind of want to give him as many as possible, right? So mm-hmm. he would help there. Uh, I think the other big news, like that I feel like is happening in the last couple hours, is it feels like. It feels like Goran Dragic is is a thing, and I think I wonder the sooner we get to tomorrow evening, I wonder if he's going to be a Maverick by the end of tomorrow night. Uh, it certainly feels like the winds are 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 shifting that direction. Waj kind of kind of mentioned it, or Woj. I did my old stupid pronunciation uh, for for fans. There you go. That's a treat. Uh, but Woj said that in his story that he reported. Uh, it looks like Grant uh from uh from dallasbasketball.com also saying he's he has sources that that say the mavericks are interested in Dragic in the lowry sign and trade so that's i'm very curious about that because it's one of those things where i can't say no from the sense that like like if you ask me out you know i want the whole team replaced except except for luca like that's kind of the situation my headspace is at so like i can't say no to Dragic. who'd be like an obvious upgrade in talent even if he doesn't even if he is a little washed up with his injuries you know he feels like a guy that could talk back to luca you know in a way mm-hmm. that can get him you know hope help him work with his emotions help him work with leadership help you know with the locker room which seemed to be a big struggle last season um but man i mean he's he's owed 19 million next season and it feels like if the Mavericks made this move and if they traded for him it doesn't that kind of feel like that's that's the summer and, and yeah. that's that concerns me like he he cannot be your your big ticket offseason move he just can't well particularly because this was supposed to be the time that they fill that space yes I mean 
the the then your your then the next attention kind of has to shift to are they able to do anything with Chris Stapps Porzingis? And I mean that both from an on the court or off the court perspective, where he either gets his body right and is able to play 60 games in an 82 game season for the Mavericks, which I think would be a big win, or they're able to part with him in a way that doesn't require them to send assets out. Um, Lucas contract is just so big. I mean, you know, you and I've talked about this and honestly, I'm so tired from moving and I'm so tired from like real life stuff. I don't have the, like the fire to get really pissy about this. But it's just, it's fucking astounding that you and I called out this stuff two years ago and we have been lambasted. We have been called, you know, grumpy and all these things, which, you know, I understand why people feel that way. You don't want to be, it's no fun for us to be this way. It's just looking at, at the logic of what Dallas has done and the way they've constantly sold things they've ended up in a position where they've kind of boxed themselves in and it's, it's be, you know, maybe they'll, they'll wiggle away out of it. That would be great. I, I tweeted today that I really want the Mavericks to just dunk on my, my kind of built in sports cynicism because it's not fun. It's just, you know, you and I said after, after that, it was rookie, it was Luca's rookie year. We said, this is, these are the seeds that can be sown to where the Mavericks lose Luca. And for years, we've had people tell me, oh, they have time, they have time, they have time. Time's ticking. And this was supposed to be a big summer. And if they come away with just Goron, I personally am going to be fairly okay with it because I think Luca learning how to be a professional is a big deal. And, you know, we'll pivot to the Olympic stuff in the end. But when you combine his playoff run with how he's playing in the Olympics, when he really gives a shit, it's just like he's just a different player. And Goran Dragic, for for Mavs fans who may not be like as familiar with his game, you know, the, the Slovenian crowd will tell you that he is kind of famous for how hard he plays to the point to where he hurts himself sometimes. He plays so, so hard. And we love Luca, but that's you know hard playing Luca every night is not is not a, a thing we would laud him for, right? Right, and it makes sense when you consider his career. Like, uh, I mean, he, I mean, Slovenia. Like, we talk about Slovenia now in the Olympics because of Luca, but Dragic entered the league in two thousand eight uh, mm-hmm. with Phoenix as a rookie from a country that has not known to produce you know basketball talent. Uh, so he, and I, I don't know, I think he was a second, was he a second rounder? I can't remember. Or was he, I don't think he was undrafted, but he wasn't like, I don't think he was like a primo, uh, draft pick. Yeah. He was a second round pick, uh, of the Spurs and then traded to the Suns. Like he had, like, he probably plays that way because he had to do that to, to make a name for himself in the league. Like considering like he's a second round pick from a country that is not on the basketball map. And to turn himself into, good lord, he's played in the NBA for like what twelve years and and made a bunch of money and turned himself into an all star. I think he was an all star one year. I can't remember if not. Uh, yeah, he was an all star for one year. Like that's that's a pretty astounding uh, career trajectory. So like you can, hopefully that stuff can rub off on Luca a little bit. Not saying he needs it all the time, but just you know, like you said, he needs he could use someone in that locker room that that kind of calls him out on his bullshit. 
yep. if that makes sense. Yep, and he's just he's at an age where he needs a little bit of that because you know, this next year I think is going to be a lot harder than people realize. He's not going to get much of a break. The Mavericks are going to come in and depending on what happens with this free agency, it it's starting to feel like they are going to be a not a similar enough team to the previous two seasons to where, you know, that means he's largely going to have to carry a big portion of the load. And if they can do anything with somebody like Drogic, that would be really interesting. I mean, overall, I mean, you know, it's, it's nine 30 where I'm just seeing the news. I'm just seeing the news here that Nate Hinton's now restricted free agent, whatever that means. Like the Mavericks are trying to do something. I can feel pretty confident saying that. Um, I just don't yeah, know you what don't, that. You don't opt. You don't opt in Willie Cauley Stein and have mm-hmm. like eight centers on your roster unless you're planning to make some sort of trade. So yeah. something's yes. happening. So that that part is at least interesting, and I'm I'm looking forward to whatever that might be. Um, I'm going to do my best to not, you know, even if it's not my most favorite move in the world. Like something in my brain tells me it, it involves Demar Derozan. I, I don't know why, just because, just with the, it's available... be the Monte thing. That's my take. That that was yeah. my prediction. He's gonna get at the market. A bunch of these teams are gonna be like, man, do we really want to pay DeRozan this much? Like he can't shoot. Right. He's a little bit older. He isn't a proven playoff winner. I don't know. And a bunch of these teams with money are gonna be like, I don't know if we want to give him all of our money. And he's gonna be on the market for a couple of days. Uh, and then the you know his his value is going to go down a little bit enough to where the Mavericks, who probably also consider themselves one of those teams uh, in terms of like how their analytics department grades him, they're probably eventually going to be like, oh well, at that price, I guess we should yeah. because we don't have anything else to do. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I feel like 100%. that's percent. That that would be really interesting at, at minimum. And you know, we'll we'll obviously come back probably probably tomorrow know. night. Probably right. tomorrow night, but later, which yeah. I mean, I'm, I've been, I'm, I'm normally a night owl and I've been going to bed at like nine. Um, but, <laughs> but we'll, 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 we'll definitely stay up late for that. Um, Central time zone, baby. It helps. And, and <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not disappointed. I'm not really frustrated. I'm just kind of, this is, this just sort of stinks because they, they, I, I, what I really wish is that the Mavericks hadn't sold us some of the things that they've done the last several years. Like, Going back to 2019 and getting like held up by Danny Green is just so frustrating in hindsight. And I don't know, like, like there's, there's still enough options on the table. Like you've been pushing, you know, like you've said for, for almost six months that Will Barton is the most maverick free agent. Like that's just been your kind of constant corner and give me the the thrill. I know the Denver guys just love him. He yeah. he's a worker. I mean, that would be interesting. There's there's still enough on the market to where I don't feel like this level of despondency that I've kind of seen today, um, because you know there's still some wiggle room for the Mavericks to find a way out of this. I will just say that like if if you know in three years Luca decides he doesn't want to be a Maverick anymore, he wants to go to a different team. We'll there will have been enough mistakes to where it won't shock me. I desperately hope that doesn't happen. I don't like even thinking about it, but I do think it's also like one of these deals that, that, you know, the, the Maverick fan base should kind of hold the the franchise a little more accountable. You know, I, I have people telling me all the time, Oh, you're just too hard on, you're too hard on the, the team. You're too hard on Mark Cuban. He's a great owner. And, 
I hate telling people how to fan, but like, guys, you just can't look at the sky and tell me it's purple. It's not purple. Like, that's not how this stuff works. Nope. Uh, if we want to, I could tell we're getting toward the end, but uh, I think as a just since this is probably, I mean, this will be the last podcast we do before free agency actually starts. Kirk, let me run down a list of names uh, that I think one of our mutual mutuals advanced stats 23 on Twitter. I don't actually know his name, but I've, I think we've both interacted with him. He's a, he's a good follow. Smart. Uh, yes. Very smart dude. Uh, he kind of posted a list of guys that he'd be cool with. <laughs> uh, and it actually, you know, like you said, there's been some, some really gl- some gloom and doom since the Lowry stuff kind of came into focus, but there's still, Still some decent names. So here, here are the names. Devontae Graham, who'd be restricted. Otto Porter Jr., uh, Evan Fournier, Will Barton, Norm Powell, Reggie Bullock, Alex Caruso, Reggie Jackson, Nick Batum, Josh Hart, DeRozan, uh, our man Holmes from Sacramento, Sean Holmes, uh, Patty Mills, Kelly Oubre, Bobby Portis, uh, just to name a couple names off off of the list he posted. Uh, and I... I of all those names like i would probably be like okay like (laughs) if push came to shove you know like none of those names stick out as like horrible because i think the mavericks talent level is just at that place it's kind of a catch-22 like it's they're just kind of at a place where they can't say no to anything Uh, Mm -hmm. so those were those are just a couple names that like you know they haven't been accounted for you know they're not like lonzo ball linked to chicago and and etc like those names have kind of gone under the radar uh so to speak so if if you're a mavericks fan and you're and you're feeling kind of down in the dumps this morning listening to this or whenever you're listening to this before free agency starts there are some names and hopefully when we talk to you again we'll be talking about those names or or something else well there's one last thing i wanted to hit on before we go and it's Mm -hmm. right smack in the middle of free agency if you want to watch tomorrow night and i want to say it's at eight o'clock central time Luka Doncic faces off <laughs> oh, yeah. and Slovenia faces off against Germany in, in the knockout stage. And this is super cool. I, I've not looked at the, the bracket yet just because I think if I start dipping into Olympic stuff, I'm not going to pull out. We just have other things we have to do. <laughs> but the, the Slovenian national team is, is after really just hosing Spain last night, Luka didn't even have to do that much. And they still beat kind of a, you know, the, the, kind of the last remnants of a Spanish national team, which, which used at one point legitimately challenged the United States to world. Like they were an incredible basketball team mm-hmm. and, and Slovenia beat them last night. And now they're on the side of the bracket opposite United States and Australia, yes. who are, which is incredible. And I mean, the, the Slovenians have a real chance to, to medal. I, I think that they will, Germany's kind of an interesting team. Um, obviously a lot it's just like nba basketball sometimes it's just how the shooting is going down but but i don't i I, how teams are guarding luca is really interesting um there's been some boxing one there's been some really interesting stuff that goes on with kind of this international basketball you see some really different tactical stuff and if you just want to get your mind off of free agency stuff i i think you should try to find this game i mean you probably would anyways just because it's luca but it's it's just gonna it's gonna be my recommendation. I'm gonna try to find. It. I don't even have cable yet. I'm gonna have to find it on on the internet or something so I can watch it. Uh, that that is very sound advice. But if you are like me and have this specific illness of your brain, uh, you said you know, hey, take your mind off free agency, watch Luca do some awesome things in there in the Olympics. 
it actually makes it worse for me because I watch all his teammates do things and and rebound and make shots off passes, and I, it actually just makes me more mad about the Mavericks situation. But that's because I, I'm I'm a I'm a specific lost cause. Uh, that's just the the lizard part of my brain that I can't that I can't cure. But but for all you normal people, uh, that it, that should be a welcome distraction. All right, folks, this has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe. We'll be with you at some point tomorrow night. Um, Thanks for hanging out, and we will talk to you soon.